Welcome, guys, to Self-Evident Podcast number 20. Two zero. That means we are officially five months into this game. Five months, dude. Five months into this. Five. If so, if you haven't checked out our podcast YouTube channel, get on that, man. Self-evident yeah. ministry. Yeah. And, uh, we are on iTunes. We are also on Spotify. Heck so yeah, dude. Spotify. Search for a self-evident podcast. That's really the easiest way SoundCloud. to find it. Yep. We are on SoundCloud. We are on YouTube. If I the other day I was I was like, I wonder. And so I did search on YouTube. I searched self-evident podcast. We dominate the first page. My dog. So it's very My easy dog. for you. If you're listening on the actual podcast, search us on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, search us on podcast. That's how it works. So <laughs> that's how it that's works. That's how it works. That's how it works. So, Game on. Here we so go. Here we go. So we're talking about toxic masculinity. Yes. Toxic. Now this is good because it's funny how <clears throat> it's funny how now when masculinity is under attack, then men are like, okay, cool, we'll back off. And then women, when they like complain about like rape and rape culture, they're mad at us for not stepping in. Yeah. No matter what. But you don't want no us to step in. Gotta, I, was gonna, yeah. I can defend myself. I'm a woman. <laughs> right? Or vice versa, right? It's like it, it's kind of like you're stuck in this position of, gee, what do I do? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, dude, men need to be men. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. So Yeah. Um, one of the reasons that we decided to talk about this, obviously, everybody, you... You know about the Gillette commercial. I, we'll talk about it a little bit, but it's like twofold. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I thought it was a good message. I just thought it was like wimpy how they did it. Yeah, I I thought the vehicle was poor too. Like, so the commercial comes out, yep. and the I agree with you of like there's a good message in here, but I think it gets lost. And one of the things that we got to remember is that the commercial was written by some very radical feminists and i literally the people who wrote it the people the ad campaign the marketing people who came up with it are radical feminists mm. so it, it, let's step back and, and yeah. if, if i'm a man and i'm i'm putting forth a commercial for women um and i'm telling them how how much they need to change people aren't going to be real happy totally me, and i'm not know? saying that it was good yeah you know there was no, some I parts of it you. it's like it's a good message but at the same time like Nobody has to tell me to value a woman, especially as a Christian. Like yeah. now people are like, well, there's a lot of men out there that treat women terribly. Well, you know, it's that's a, that's a very subjective thing to say. You know what I mean? It's not an objective thing to say. It's a subjective thing to say, because let's be honest here. We both genders make choices. Yeah. Yes, I said both genders. There's not a billion. There's only two. <laughs> right. Let's let's get that out of the air. There's no there's no thirty seven. You know what I mean? You're not the or Z or whatever you want to call yourself. You're he or she, right? God made you with a certain anatomy, so let's just get that out of the way. Genders make their own choices. Yeah. Now, how you were raised and all that stuff, sure, can play into the choices that you make, but both of you make choices. Now, you could say that the patriarchy, and that's a big thing that's kind of going around patriarchy, and yeah. the patriarchy's taken over, but you, know, you rarely ever hear about the patriarchy and the negatives. You know, the, like most men or people that are in jail are men. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the, the people that die because of a gunshot, you know, is man. It's like 95, yeah, 96 percent men. You know men. what I mean? It's like uh, we were talking to, to Brittany uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. Talking about how she said, you know, well, it's like the women really don't get like fair justice. And I'm like, really? My brother hasn't seen his daughter in nine years. 
because of a court ordered issue that she said, you know, like, it's, I feel like I'm threatened by him, which that's not my brother, dude. You can't even provide it. She still hasn't provided any evidence that he did anything to her. She just yeah. said. So they took her side, right? She was an illegal alien, had the baby, left him. That was it. She came here for that reason, right? So it's like, but he has not, and he's been paying child support for nine years and That's has not seen his ask. kid. 50, yeah. 50% of men who have no <laughs> rights to see their child still pay child support. Yeah. And it's know? like, I'm still paying for this kid that I can't see, yeah. right? So like, there's this whole side of uh, uh, masculinity, or I should say manhood, that my brother still wants to be a part of this person's life, this, this little girl's life. Yeah. My niece that I haven't even met. You know what I mean? And so... Why is it that we're always talking about feminism and the rise of womanhood? If there's a rise of womanhood, why are you always talking about being a victim? Yeah. Why not empower yourself? I mean, I never hear a man go, we need more manhood in here. No, we just men. You know what I mean? We just do. We, we, I, I and, don't know. And, and I, now I'm, I'm ranting. I'm, I may step on some toes with this, but this is kind of how I see it. So here we go. Do it, buddy. Uh, when you, if, if you're going to argue that, that, you're the same level as the other gender, right? You're, you're the same as men. You can do just everything as men. Stop asking for men to put you in positions of power. Get them. Ooh. If you're good enough to do it, stop asking for our help to get into that position. That's exactly right. Just do it. Get competitive. Now, that's. <laughs> I say that because, look, let's either play a level playing field of we're all competing against each other or... We, we are biologically as well as socially created to have different roles, different directions, different things that we desire to attain to. And that really gets into the idea of men and women, masculinity, femininity. Like, and one of the problems that we're seeing is this whole idea that there's nothing biological about it. There's nothing that God hasn't innately ordained in us. It's all socialization. And that's a big problem because once it we is. say it's all socialization, we're throwing everything else out. That's if exactly you look right. at the animal kingdom, every single species of animals, the men and the women or the males and the females, tend to have a role, right? Se- separate ways that they act or they behave. Yeah, the dudes ain't having kids. Nope. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the women are the, 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 the female lioness or whatever is taking care of the little cubs. You know what I mean? Like, you never see the dad laying down so that the little cubbies can, you know, feed, feed. off the dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it is what it is. Like, there's, there is this natural order and progression. But I think that that's where, I'm not confused, but it's like, I want to ask a question to anybody who is feminist watching this, or even has a tinge of feminism, or is like questioning feminism. And it's not like I'm trying to go on a feminist tangent, but why are you trying to reduce men to be lower than you? Yeah. When you're complaining that you're considered lower than a man. How is that right? You're literally saying to men, be lower than us so that we can get ahead. Yeah. Isn't that what you're complaining about that you're at right now? Doesn't that make sense? So your hypocrisy will continue to show. That's why people don't listen to you because they're like, deuces. You know what I mean? That's why men get more enraged, I think. I'm not, say- I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying it's like you tell somebody to do to not- If you tell someone not to do something, what do they want to do? By, by do human it. nature is they want to do it. You know what I mean? It's it's funny because when I go preach whatever, if I pastor or whatever, and I tell people don't sin, you know, don't sleep it's, with your wife. You know what I mean, immediately you're like, why not? Instead of like, but love God, and He tells you what to do and what not to do. He makes you holy, man. Jesus Christ, all these things. Yeah. Like it puts this different perspective on your life. I love God not to do those things, right? I love my wife to push her into her car. You know, what my wife said to me yesterday in the car. 
She grabbed my hand last night. She said to me, she said, thank you for always encouraging me. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> I knew I was doing that the whole time. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So I said, what, what, why did you say it? I asked her, why, why did you ask that? She said, I've been talking to a couple of mothers, and one of them in particular was like, you know, I, I've always longed for that encouragement, that word or whatever. Carrie had a word for her, and like I've always longed for this encouragement and all these things. And she said, but I, I think I just get so used to it because you do it all the time. Like, I just get so used to it, you know? And Carrie, Carrie, I've always tried to push Carrie to her calling. No. You know, like, she is a formidable young woman who can push her way, you know, as a bulldozer if she wants. You know, it's like, but it had to take her a while because guess what? When I was out doing preaching stuff, she was with the kids. No. You know, that's what we decided. She was going to be a stay-at-home mom, and I would go travel and do what I do, right? She never complained about it. She never said, oh, man's getting above me. Now, the kids are older. They're in school. Guess what she's doing? She's now doing those things. She's doing more her ministry and what she's called to. And, dude, she's bomb at it. She's amazing at it, you know? But it's when we men know, and they should know, to continue to push the women around them. Yeah, and you, you're, you're dancing into what does it mean to be a man? Um, and one of the things this, this whole Gillette ad, which we're going to move beyond that because everybody talked about it, right? Everybody made this, this whole hubbub about it. It's kind of done and over. Um, but one of the things that people noticed was like, can I ask you a question about yeah. that real quick? Cause I want you to keep that yeah. line of thought, but why is it? Do you think that like the first thing that people do is like piss and moan about it? They don't bring an answer to it. They just get pissed. It's like, Oh, they're just bashing men. Look at these SJWs, but there's no answer to it. Can yeah. you, can you explain to me? I think you've thought these things through better than I have. I, I just, <laughs> but you do, you think deeper than I do in a lot of ways. Like, because to me, everything's so plain common sense. I don't really have to dig deep. But, like, why do you think that happens? That people, instead of, like, saying, let's go higher than that, they, like, do the same thing that everyone else does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> I think it's this attraction to the tribal side of things a little bit of, like, oh, this, this isn't fully for us, so it must be completely against us. Right. There, we, I get that. We dance away from nuance. I think the other part of it is, like, people don't come up with answers for it because, they may have to admit that there's some truth to it. Mm. Um, and with the Gillette ad, the problem that people were finding, but they weren't really articulating was not that it's not right to stand up for women. It's, it's right to treat each other with respect. It's right to, to um, give each other the time of day, that kind of thing. Uh, but they wanted to take it as a pure attack Right. on men, um, which I kind of wonder, like, how, how much was the intention to basically say, like, you guys need to shape up? And I think there was an element of that, but I think there was also an element of, look, let's set standards. And that's where I would agree of, like, okay, let's set standards. But the other part of it is I, a lot of men want to uphold these standards. Yeah. It's, it's very rare that you get a guy who's like, yeah, rape is good. <laughs> I don't. I don't know a guy that would say Ooh, that. What guy would say that? And know? if a guy did say that, I can almost guarantee you the other guys around are like, "What the heck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about?" Yeah. Right. Or or <coughs> hitting a woman. How many guys are like, "Yeah, I think it's okay to hit your yeah, wife." Yeah, I like you... beating my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? What? And how many guys sitting around him would go, "What? Are you crazy? What's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with yeah. you?" And and I've seen plenty of times where like a guy has been disrespectful to a woman or to girlfriend, wife or whatever. And 
even if he's not completely called out, somebody comes alongside and says, dude, I don't think that was right how you did that. Um, so I think one of the feelings people got from the commercial was you're not doing any of this. All of you are wrong. All of you need to shape up. Um, now there was one part that I heard a lot of people talking about where the two boys were wrestling and all the guys were saying boys will be boys. And the commercial was giving this inference that boys shouldn't wrestle or, or, that's right it yeah it's like are you kidding man my boys wrestle all the time yeah i, I love it man i would rather have that because there's you look at males in any other species what do they do when they're little they fight they wrestle they they that's how boys socialize yeah dude and that's how they stand up for themselves that's yeah. how they they learn it's like when you get in the real world in the corporate world and you have something to apply for like a job or a whatever it's like if that kid doesn't know how to stand his ground, my kids, let's just use my kids, for example, if they don't know how to stand their ground, they'll never get what they're going for. They nope. can't nope. because they're going to get eaten up alive. It's like, well, I'll just, you know, I, I want to be a peacemaker. It's like I think people fall, uh, boy, I, I want to say kind of Christianity in a sense, not not the church, but like just as men in general, I think we kind of fell into this trap of like, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's peace. You know, God's all about peace. Yeah. And we need to be peacemakers. It's like true, but not when there's, not when there's wickedness. How can you have yeah. peace in, in, the, in, the, in the midst of wickedness? I can have peace with my brothers when they're walking in the truth, just like I am. But when there's wicked, dude, when there's like a state of New York that is like saying abortions can happen up until birth, I mean, flat out. That's just, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't have peace about that. I was I was thinking about that <clears throat> in church this morning. As a man. The, the warrior mentality yeah. of like, so there's this, this show that, that, I was like, eh, I'll try it out last night. Um, it's about the Knights Templar on Netflix at nightfall. Production's not all that great, but like one of the things that I noticed that I really liked was they they do create this more accurate sense of the Knights Templar. Like a lot of times we get this idea that these were guys who were just swinging their swords, cutting off any head they could. And this gives a more nuanced view of them in the sense that they want to give to the poor. They want to stand up for Christian ideals and they, they don't want to kill anybody who's, who is not, um, threatening, uh, <laughs> the Holy lands or, or way of life. Right? right. And there's one part where like the, it starts where like the Jews are, they're going to, the kingdom's in trouble and the Jews, you know, they're the way out. Let's just take their money. And, there's this idea, which I, I haven't finished the episode, so I don't know how it goes, but at least one guy's going, we need to stand up for them, which is rare. How, how often do you really see Christians that, that have this, this two side of both strong and noble, yet caring and yep. compassionate? And as men, we, we feel that innate desire to stand up and protect <clears throat> those around us, stand up and protect the values and ideals that we've got. Right. And I, I agree with you completely that I think Christianity, the, the way we've painted it has done a disservice to that right. warrior mentality of a man because we look at it and we go, oh, well, you always should turn the other cheek. You should always have peace. You should always lay down as a doormat. And I don't think that's what Christ was talking about no. in all that sense. No, and I think, too, like there's a, there's a preacher... That that basically he's he's gone around and said he questions the revolution. He questions, yeah. you know, if you look at Romans thirteen, governments that are over us, it's like a terrible reading of Romans thirteen. And I respect this dude. Like I think he's got some decent teaching on on a lot of things. Certain things I don't agree with, you know, obviously. But it's not like I'm bashing it. I just 
you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. It ain't for me. You know what I mean? There's just certain things. And I've heard people say, I'll be careful. You might choke on one. It's like, no, just you got to know what to eat and what not to eat. But like he questions revolution, but it's like, this is where people get that turn the other cheek thing. And it mentioned, listen to this, turning the other cheek. And I had a pastor from Massachusetts ask me this once. How can you justify the war of revolution and turning the other cheek? The war for independence. I said, easy. One is serving the cause of Christ. One isn't. When a, when a foreign country wants to invade my property, come into homes and rape our kids and rape our wives, rape I'm sorry, them. dude. I'm the priest in my house. I'm protecting it. The reason why the founders wrote the Second Amendment in the first place, because, dude, didn't you see in the Bible, the disciples, they had swords, dude. Mm-hmm. You know how I know that? You know what he told Peter when he cut the soldier's ear off? Put your sword up. Yeah. Sheathe your sword, right? They, they were protected, man. They, because guess what? People are idiots. They want to steal from you. Now... When you're out preaching, like this has happened to me a couple times. I, I was threatened once with my life for preaching the gospel. Guy came up to me and he put his hand on my throat and he threatened to kill me for preaching the gospel. Of course, I didn't do anything to him. That's for the cause of Jesus Christ. Yeah. He turned the other cheek. But if a dude wants to come into my house and threaten my kids, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, There's nothing. Scripture tells me to protect my home. Let me ask you, is it righteous to protect the innocent? Absolutely it is righteous to so protect the innocent. So would it, would it be more righteous to stop somebody in their tracks from raping a woman, right? If yes. you have to use lethal force, or would it be more righteous to stand and turn the other cheek? Right. No, it doesn't apply in that sense. And I think that's where we've really gotten off, and, and this trails into, okay, what is masculinity? Okay, and and I think the the... I think it all connects together because for, for what, 50 years now, culture, society, 50, 60 years, culture, society has started to swing towards, okay, we need to put limits on masculinity and we need to uphold femininity. Yet at the same time, femininity is considered not complete enough we have to add masculinity in there that's that's right you know no, i totally uh, get it that's but good. i'd say that again would you <laughs> i don't know if i can <laughs> we've, we've tried to limit masculinity and uphold femininity but then said femininity is not enough we need to ask add masculinity in there right confusion um, yeah it, dude, that's it's, what's it's happening with the left's confusion. agenda if you notice this dude the left confusion. has been continuously being confusion all the time because we're always trying to get rid of boundaries you can't once, do it. Once you get rid of boundaries, you're, it's just like the gender thing. Well, if we don't have two genders, okay, well, we've got three now. Well, now we've got five. Now we've got 37. Now we've got 728. Everybody's coming up with more and more numbers. That's because we reduced the boundary, right? We got rid of it. Um, so I think what happened was in society and culture, we started minimizing masculinity and say, okay, there's there's this thing that's dangerous about masculinity. So we need to cap that. And Christianity kind of came alongside that and said, yes, we agree with that. And if you think about the vast majority of people in the church are raised up in that culture and society, you know, so if you're hearing day in, day out, well, to have competitiveness, to have this like ambition, to have this drive that, that might, make somebody else a loser. If you mm. win, somebody else has to lose. The, if we're trying to get rid of that, you've got a bunch of people who've been raised in that, so then they look back and they plug it into their, their faith, and they go, well, Jesus did say we need to be peaceful, we need to love, we need to Which turn the other cheek. We Therefore, do. I can't do this and that at the same time. Right. And But, <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's use your analogy. Like, 
if a, if I saw a woman getting harassed, I'm gonna go make the peace. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will bring I'm gonna peace make to the situation. Man. And 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 it's happened before, man. Yeah. I've seen a dude. It happened once, and 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 the dude was huge, man. It was scary. It was like six <laughs> one, I think. And he was like yelling at his wife, and I walked out there. He's like, "What the?" You know, he went off on me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Look, dude, I don't care how big you are." Why don't you pick on me? You know what I mean? Then another dude came in and another dude came. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because he'd have crushed me, man. (laughs) But the thing is, is like, why is it bad when a man seeks to help the weak, seeks to help the poor? What's wrong with that? And here's what I'm saying. If the left or whatever you want to call them, because I'm not left or right, right? It's not that stuff just bothers me. But if the left wants to continuously tell you that you're wrong for believing what you believe, why is it that they have the determination to make what they think is wrong right? Yeah. Does that make sense? So like, well, I'm this and you just got to accept it. Well, I'm a man and you're just going to have to accept that. Uh-huh. I'm a man. I'm going to stand for the weak. I'm going to help the poor. I'm going to help the, widow, the, the widow and the fatherless and the sick and the lame. I'm going to go out there and teach my kids, like it says in Deuteronomy, that fathers teach your sons the law, mm-hmm. not the woman. It's man. It's the fathers that have to teach yeah. their sons the law and the lineages of the house. Right, it's men like in First Corinthians. It talks about be watchful, stand firm in the faith, uh, act like men, and be strong. Right? I find it funny when I talk to people about sex before marriage. Right? They're like, "Well, man, it's just like you know, dude, it's so hard." You know what? A man wouldn't say that. A man would lead his woman in righteousness. You know how I know? Look at First Kings. I go about the way of the earth. Be strong. First Kings two. Be strong and show yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in His ways and keeping His statutes and His commandments. Act like a man and keep the law. Yeah. And Lead your woman in the path of righteousness, dude. That's a man. You can't. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's acting. Fa- no, I'm not acting macho, dude. I, I'm a man and I'm leading my wife. I'm leading my kids. I'm leading a church or I'm leading a group. That is my job, right? As a man. As a man. No. Women have the same charge to uphold the law, keep righteousness, to keep me in check. My wife does. But I'm the one that's supposed to get that from God, Right? I'm not apologizing for that. Are you kidding? We need more people like that to go do what God has called us to do. Because if you're listening and keeping the commandments of God, you will help the poor. You will uplift women. You will. Yeah. And we've got to get back to understanding that these standards are good. Um, and we've, we, we did away with this. You're right. We did away with the self-control and, and I think discipline is a huge part of being a man and every man has his different levels of where he's strong hey, in you, discipline and where he's weak. Yet? What? To the gun show. <laughs> How did I know that was show. where you go? Hey, where's the closest veterinarian? Cause these puppies are sick. <laughs> and that's a wrap. You guys have a good yeah, night. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how do we regain that one it's lost it's game over (laughs) so if if you don't have discipline right and and there's different strengths of different discipline in different areas but i think because i've been thinking a lot about okay what defines a man because there's plenty of things we throw out that you could also describe women as yeah and so there's a big overlap, but I think with men, there is this idea of ambition, this idea of drive, competitiveness, but discipline and self-control as well. And what I want to do is I want to read out. Do it. Um, what, I like these. What the uh, 
the APA. So this is one of the things that got me thinking about this. The American Psychological Association came out with new guidelines about how to have how to do therapy for boys and men. And they've had it for women and girls for what 40 years. And they finally came out with this one for men. And one of the problems is it's so progressive in its language right at the beginning that you know where this is going. And one of the biggest problems is now that the guidelines have been set, the next step will be force. Force. If you're not giving therapy this way, you are not in line with the APA. You're not doing it correctly. Which, who gave them authority? Who gave them power? They're, they're a private organization. They're a private organization. And, and we, we just didn't accept that these private organizations are the end-all, be-all. Dude. When, when they're just a private organization that's handing out licenses. And how many of these guys, let's be honest here, have kids? And let's see their record in lives first. <laughs> You're making guidelines on how to raise a man, but how are you, how'd your kids turn out? Do you have kids? No. I mean, I'm serious. You know how many, like, these child, what are the what are the social workers and things like that trying to help kids? Some of them don't even have kids. So you're going to tell a parent, right? You're going to tell a parent how to raise a kid when, dude, she's trying to keep her own head on. He's trying to figure it out. Like, there's no book on how to raise your kids except love them, yeah. right? And make sure you're doing the best for them. And some of us have different views on how to raise kids. I'm totally for my kids scrapping it out in the backyard, I man, and too. getting bloody. Hey, you know what I mean? And there are certain parents that are like, no, no, they need a timeout. Fine, man. Get your kids on a timeout. Totally cool. I ain't judging. Right? But I'm just saying, like, we all have different ways to raise our kids. But who gave you the authority to tell me how to raise my kids? Uh, and that's where it's <clears> at. <throat> um, so I, uh, the guidelines, they define traditional masculine ideology. Notice the word ideology. So it's not even, they've completely separated biological. And I'll get into that in a second. But they've separated biological. This is all social. This is ideology that's been inputted into men. Therefore, we need to remove it. Right? right. Now, different people from the APA try to kind of cover their tracks. Well, that's not exactly what we just meant, the extremes of this, blah, blah, blah. That's not really what you said person in the intro. Will, the average person will read that and go... Exactly. exactly. And let me... The ideology, traditional masculine ideology, as a particular constellation of standards that have held sway over large segments of the population. Once again, it's socialization, not biology, including anti-femininity, so, so the getting away from femininity, uh, achievement, a shul of the appearance of weakness, and adventure, risk, and violence. Mm. So already the, the traditional masculine ideology is all these things that have been worded to be bad, right? Yeah. So basically everything I just said yeah. is bad. You're bad. <laughs> I'm a bad dad. Um, Jeez. It, it says that in the aggregate, males experience a greater degree of social and economic power than girls and women in a patriarchal society. Patriot. That's the word. Men benefit from their social power are also confined by system level policies. Okay. The patriarchy is confining them and practices as well as individual level psychological resources necessary to maintain male privilege. So what are you doing in your mind to keep this male privilege? Thus make privilege often comes with a cost in the form of adherence to sexist ideologies. Okay. So you're, you're suffering because you're trying to adhere to these ideologies designed to maintain male power. You're trying to uphold the patriarchy basically that also restrict men's ability to function adaptively. So basically you're suffering because you're trying to uphold the patriarchy, which is forcing you to uphold the patriarchy. 
You're caught in a, in a cycle or a system. You hearing this mess? You hearing this? I ain't suffering. You can have your opinion. You know what I mean? It's like they're basically saying men are suffering because we're trying to be men. Yeah, that's that's pretty much when what we're it's not saying. complaining about being men. No, the women are complaining about us being men. We we need to be men. Yeah. <laughs> and, what? And th- what? Think about it. Think about it. Like what? How how many men are really raised by men in today's culture? Boom. So let's let's even go beyond the father figure in the home, okay? So let's say the the, the this, father. That's good. You know? wow, yeah. So you let's say you you don't have a father in your house. Well, you're you're already behind in terms of the masculine train. So you have a woman raising you at home. You go to your school. How many teachers are women? Vast majority. Even when you go to college, you you still have a large number of women, right? Um, so. Shoot, no, so enrollees, right, or majority yeah. women too? In, yeah, in actually, yeah, in universities now it's majority women. Um, and when you're forming, the vast majority of people who are, are guiding you and raising you up are women. I'm sorry, but a woman doesn't know how to be a man in the way that a man does. Mm. And when I look at my son, I see my own traits. I also see what he's going to run into in a very personal way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I know how to guide him to be a man because I grew up. I know I see certain things he does. And I'm like, I remember doing that when I was really little and my wife doesn't see it. She, well, I never noticed that, but that it's because, you know, and it goes further. And, but the devil's advocate would say, are you going to read that? No, keep going because I want to find something that the, somebody said. Because the devil's advocate would say to you then, well, that's not really because you know how to be a man. It's just because you're trying to redeem from your faults. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how would you ask that? How would you answer that? You're not really saying because you just said what you basically said was, I know how to be a man. My wife doesn't know how to be a man. So I see things in my kid that he's going to need to learn. Right. But yeah. the devil's advocate would say that's not manhood. That's just you're trying to prevent him from doing wrong. No, I wouldn't say that. Because here's here here's how we see it. You have to remember there's biology involved. They're not just socialization. His son's and a son, by the way. Yes, he is a son. He is a boy. <laughs> I'm not if, mocking. If, it's just the truth. If there's biological involved, there's a natural thing that happens of testosterone. No matter what, we can tell the effects that testosterone has we can tell what's going to happen with the brain. And this actually leads into this perfectly. Cool. So there was a guy who, a professor of psychology at the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse, and he says there's no intent to reject biological determinants. Instead, it just goes beyond the scope of these particular guidelines. Here's my problem with that. So he said, if I treated somebody for major depressive disorder, it doesn't matter to me as a clinician what percentage of their depression might have genetic determinants. I can't change their genes. The problem is you've completely forgotten hormones. Mm. So any other person that's in the medical field looks at the actual levels in the body. If you're lethargic and you're, you're let's say you're nauseous, they're probably going to test you for sickness. They may test you for strep. They may test you for mono, whatever. 
they're going to test your body's levels in different areas to see, okay, what's causing this? What's going on? Psychology is the only field that doesn't look at the thing they're studying. Mm. So instead of him going, testosterone does have an effect on how a man will be a man, and going, let's study the levels of the testosterone and the estrogen and see, is there a correlation here? He's going, well, I'm not going to worry about that. And that's one of the biggest problems is you've completely forgotten the hormonal effects, which goes back to biology. And this is what pisses me off about this whole thing is you... You're blaming testosterone for being overcompetitive and for being aggressive and for all of this. Yet then when we talk about it, you go, well, we, that doesn't matter. Testosterone doesn't matter. Well, you love to blame it. That's right. Shouldn't you use it as a source of like, okay, how is it right? So getting back to your question, I know what testosterone does in me. I can feel it if I've got elevated testosterone or lowered testosterone. I know over a course of weeks and months, I'm pretty in tune with like, okay, where are my levels at, right? I can see it in my son of like, it, let's, let's get real here. If you've got heightened testosterone, you tend to have bigger sex drive. That's what all the commercials are talking about, right, these days, like, if, if you're not having sex drive, if you're having problems in the bedroom, hey, it might be low testosterone. There's truth to that. So when I look at my boy, I know if he's got elevated testosterone levels, I know probably what's going through his mind. It's like, okay, son, here's where we get into self-control, discipline, yeah. all of that. If I'm not allowed to understand him that way, I'm in trouble. He's in trouble. Because then we have people telling him, well, you need to just suppress that. That's bad and evil. You need to be more caring, nurturing, But here's what's stupid, dude, is those same feminists that say it's wrong to be a man don't mind it if a man's in porn. It's normal. Let's think about this for a minute, right? You're talking about drive and sex and testosterone and all these things, right? It's like, it's cool and normal if people watch porn. And that's this dude watching a chick, right, get her rocks off. And he's getting his rocks off by watching, right? Yeah. Sure, I hate to get grabbed, but let's, let's be honest. It here, is what it is. Right? But you accept that, but yet you'll get mad at that same dude when he treats a girl and cat calls her wrong. <sighs> right? You'll get so mad at this dude for saying, man, that girl's hot. Oh, that's sexist. He's been feeding his flesh this whole time. What do you think he was going to do? You can't have no standard, right? It's just like when, the, when, when, when science proves climate change, but science also proves that life begins very, very, very early in the conception time. Mm-hmm. But we will not accept that. I have yet to still find a study, scientifically, that there's more than two genders. A scientific, true study that this is normal, what these people are doing. Say that word again, that this is what? Normal. Normal. So we've, we've, <clears throat> we've decided that if it's 0.0003% of the population... It's got to be upheld as normal. No. Dude, look, I'm overweight. Right? I know that. I acknowledge that. I'm working on it. I'm trying. I really am. I'm working on it. Doing my thing. Just because there's a population of me that's good, it'll kill me, man. There's nothing normal about it. Right? I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes with a backache because I'm just, I'm heavy, man. Right? My legs, my, 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 my left foot hurts. I think I did something to the tendon down on my, my heel or yeah. something, right? Well, you can't be running around playing with kids, dude, and not something. Ha- something's going to pop. You're going to get a flat tire somehow, 
Right? I mean, it just happened. Just because there's a population of it does not mean it's normal. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's detrimental. It's not normal. It's not normal to be big. Your body wasn't meant to create this much weight. Why do you think NFL players got so much arthritis? A lot of these guys, they don't stay in shape. Your body was not meant to be six foot six, 330 pounds, and literally have a car wreck every Sunday for, you know, 45, 50 minutes, 60 minutes at a time. Yeah. It just wasn't designed for that. You know what I mean? What was there anyone? Man, there's a lot of concussions happen. What do you think was going to happen? That's, I'm down for NFL, man. I love watching yeah. it. Right? But, but what do you think is going to happen of when course. you're running into a Mack truck every week? Of know? course. And, you know, again, even you just I'm just going on this rabbit yeah. trail. People suing the NFL. Oh, there's concu- What did you think you were signing up for? <laughs> what did you think you were signing? Yeah. It's like a boxer suing the, the boxing association for getting a concussion, right? Yeah. Boxing. Did you not think that was going to? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Right? I, I mean, and that goes perfectly into we've we've got to understand consequences of what we're doing. Yeah. And so we look at let's let's name it. Men aren't men right now in culture, and we're all complaining about it. Men are are boys, eight hours video games a night, not wanting to get married, not wanting to get their own house, not wanting to get a real job, not caring about about taking care of others. What did you say? Eight hours of what? Eight hours a night of video games. Video games, yeah, yeah. And yeah, how it, many people are watching this one and they're playing eight hours and, of video games a night? And Not I'm, just boys. I'm not saying that video games are evil, okay? But if I'm sitting at the table eating for eight hours a night, you're going to look at me and go, what is wrong with you? Right? There, it's not the food. It's what no, you do. It's the it's abuse of doing. it. Yeah. So... We've got this consequence now of we're looking at boys and men who aren't men, and we're going, something's wrong with them. Male. You, you look at them and you go, well, they're treating women horribly. Well, if you would help uphold the standard of masculinity, talk to any man who's a real man. Ask him how he should be treating women. Dude. It's, it's a better, more masculine man who looks at women and wants to uphold them and respect them. It's the boy in you that doesn't care about women. That wants to take women, advantage of That them. wants to take That's advantage. That's exactly right. That goes back That's to... That's selfishness. Yeah, that goes back to, to are you... Do you want to be more disciplined? Do you want to be a provider? Do you want to protect? Do you want to have ambition and drive, right? Or do you want selfishness? And I think, I think there's a big thing in men of like, you have selfishness or do you have selflessness? Right. And how does that correlate with your ambition, your drive, your competitiveness, all of this, right? So we, we look at men today and we go, you're not men. But then we're destroying the old standards of what made a man. Yeah. And I don't care what you tell me in the, in the 50s and before that, men were men. Yeah. They're, they had, they had they a respect. Just... Now, did they have their problems? Absolutely. But that's, that's what it is. We're learning to grow through this. Yeah. But now we've completely destroyed it. We've gone, we need to throw all of that out. Right. They need to be more like women. And it's funny because I was watching the Band of Brothers long ago, and one of the testimony videos of the World War II veterans, one of them said, he said, we were just in a different time. He said, kids basically today are committing suicide over there at war. He said, in our time, people committed suicide because they couldn't go. Exactly. They wanted to defend their country. They wanted to defend the weak. They wanted to go. And be a part of like, you know, 
there redeeming. Was a, there you know, was like, a warrior drive. Yeah, there was there was this thing about them. Now again, were they perfect? Of course not. That's called sin, y'all. Let's mm. talk about the sin of Thank man. Thank you. Not is he masculine or not, or is he this or not? And uh, so it's. I think that that's where we got to keep going. This is where everything comes down to. Guess what? The gospel. Mm-hmm. The gospel. Ever since I've been a Christian, God made me a man. Ever since. Ever since. Have I screwed up? Of course. I thought I should dominate. Of course, man. Have I screwed up in ministry? Of course. Have I treated my wife wrong sometimes? Have we gotten to an argument before? Of course. Right? Because she's 99.99, well, 100% right, you know? And <laughs> I can't help that. She's always right. You know, but I always got to see it like, I, you know, it's a joke, but it, it's, we, we're not always going to agree, yeah. but that's the beauty part of marriage, right? Ever since I became a Christian, God made me a man. He taught me how to take care of people, have heart for people, compassion, mm-hmm. love, take care of the little guy, make sure, hey man, um, there's times where they'll be in the middle of the night and all of a sudden it's like, text this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I'm just texting. Man, bro, it's so crazy, man, that you text me. I was just asking God about this. Man, look, you begin to have compassion, but you become a man because you're leading men. Yeah. Compassion is reaching them where they're at, but leading them out of it, right? To get them out of their situation. Compassion isn't keeping people down. And I fear that when feminists, they'll they'll keep doing this and say toxic masculinity, you're trying to keep men down. You're not doing anything to help man's cause. Nothing. Can I, I want to take that further because you gave me a, a great inspirational idea. Let's look at how the Bible creates a man. If you're going to follow the tenets of the Bible, it, it's chock full of this stuff. Okay, so at the very beginning, God tells Adam, go out, subdue the earth. This doesn't mean destroy. This means take charge of it, right? Okay, so there's leadership. God's telling man, take leadership. Same thing with being the head of your household. God's saying, look, I'm, I'm holding you responsible for what, you're, what happens in your household. Your wife is your helper. Your wife is your counselor. Your wife is right along with you and the partner. But guess what? I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. right? So th- now we have the leadership part of it. That's right. What about ambition, drive, competitiveness? Well, look at the talents. Christ didn't tell them, I want you to sit and just hoard and, and just hold that one talent. That's right. Go make it happen. Go make it happen. Go out. Double it, triple it. Yep. Double it, triple it. Do what you need to do. Expand this. That's ambition. That's drive. That's competitiveness, right? That's, it's the same thing for standing up for the gospel. God doesn't tell us, well, sit down and let somebody no, else. We're no, set for the defense of it. Go out and defend it. Look That's at exactly David. Right. When did David get in trouble? It when wasn't he, when he was out in front and he was fighting for God's people and God's land. It was when he was sitting in the kingdom doing nothing but oogling women. That's right. Right? Let's go to self-control, discipline. The same thing we've been talking about the whole time, how you view women, what you do with women. Guess what? God told us to only have sex in marriage. I want you to hear that again. Only in marriage. Because he created it to be pure. He created it to be holy and just and right. Right. And what happens is when you do that with a woman, you create this thing called a soul tie. And dude, I didn't really think about him. I didn't used to think about him a lot. But dude, there's something that happens when that kind of intercourse happens. There's a spiritual merging that happens when you do that with this woman. That's why when people do this and they're like, but I just can't leave him and he beats me and he this, he treats me bad. It's because you're so tied spiritually in your soul. You're so tied to this relationship. You'll, you can't get out of it, right? Unless you break it, unless it's literally divine grace that gets you out of that relationship. You know, when, when Jesus said, uh, you've heard it said, thou shalt not commit adultery. 
But he said, even if you look at a woman to lust, and notice he said, look at a woman to lust. Mm-hmm. Who was he talking to? Boom. Men. Now, women should uphold the same standard. Don't look at a man to lust. But he said, if you look at a woman to lust, you commit adultery in your heart. That wasn't Jesus saying, but you're going to do it sometimes. It's going to be okay. He, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when, when he says, uh, um, if, if your right hand offends you, cut it off and cast it from you. If your right eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from you. Right? He's not saying to pluck out your eye. The value of your hand and your eye should not be greater than the value of your soul. Is it worth your soul for a few minutes of pleasure? Is it worth your soul to kill yourself spiritually? Right? And you wonder why men aren't men? It's because there's just this Delilah that we've allowed men to just fall into. Right? We've done this as, as a society. Right? And again, this isn't, I'm not even talking about the church. I'm talking about us. Yeah. Right? I can't point my finger at someone else but myself. This is why I have to continue to preach and hold a standard, right? I can't tell the church or this and that, why haven't you stood? I can't worry. I'm, I'm going to stand before God before me. Hopefully this convicts you to do and raise your kids better, right? Men, if you don't teach your boys to respect women the way that they should be respected, they will never understand what manhood is. They will never understand Christ. Amen. They will never understand Christ first evangelist in scripture was a woman when she went to go find jesus and he was gone the angel said to her he's risen he's gone right what does she go do booked it back to the disciples and said he's gone man he's risen he's risen she was the first evangelist mary yeah right god doesn't care he doesn't play favorites he's not a respecter of persons right nor should you yeah you're not a respecter of persons either now we've been given more strength to uphold things as a man that's my job right? I don't expect my wife, right? I don't expect my wife to do what I do. I don't expect my wife to only sleep four hours a night. I do that because I can handle that. She's told me that before. I can't do what you do. Well, I don't expect you to, right? But she respects me. She upholds me as a man. She tells me she's proud of me. There's there's this synergy that happens when I love my yeah. family, my wife so much. There's a respect that happens. She doesn't take it for granted. She never looks at me and says, you're taking advantage of me. She knows my heart, right? And some of, some of the people may be watching saying, well, that's just you. No, there's many. There's men out there that do that. There's men out there that you're one of them, right? You go out, work your butt off. You come here to do this stuff to help people, right? As our wives get to stay home and be mothers, right? And do what they want to do and be creative and be who they are, right? If they want to go back in the workforce, fine. Your wife was making a ton of cash mm-hmm. in the workforce, man. She was a nurse, right? Yeah. She was making good money. She made real good money. But she decided to leave that to be with her son, right? Why is that wrong? Now, they'll look at you and say, well, you held it. No, she, that was her choice. Yeah. Why is that wrong? She wanted to fulfill what's innate in her. That's the feminine side. She wanted to nourish and raise our child. She wanted to be there for him. She wanted to be the, the glue of the family in this sense. Right. That's now, the feminine say, side of it. Answer this. Then what about those men that say, I'll stay home. You go work, honey. Right? I. You know what? If you're in that situation, that's what you guys have to do because she can pay the bills and, and you can't and you guys want a, a person in that family, then you lead the best way you know how. Personally... I'll I'll work three jobs. That's right. That's right. I'm I just would, saying. And I do. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're and right. I think if there was a definition of manhood, John's picture would be in there. There we go. 
ah, yes, we got an agreement. Yes, Lord. From, She's like, from his yes. lovely lady. <laughs> and, and that's, it's the Bible. God knows men better than we do. He's always talking he's, to men. Yes. And, and you ever notice like he's, he's hitting the more innate subconscious parts of us. Because if you look at the Bible, it tells men, love your wife. What does it tell women to do? Respect, respect your, your husband. husband. Yeah. Men, it's innate in us that we desire respect. We desire in, in almost an admiration for who we are and what we do. It's just across the board, the vast majority just of acknowledge men, me, it man. Just, just acknowledge, acknowledge me, me and I'm what good. I'm doing. Dude, that the, stuff goes far, man. You, you know how great it makes your husband feel when you come to him and you say, I am so proud of what you're doing, Dude. how hard you're working. My wife tells me that, and she's really been making an effort to tell me more of like, I'm so proud of how hard you're working. It keeps me going. It does. It keeps me going. And you know what keeps her going? When I tell her, you understand how much I love you. Yeah. How much I, I care for you because you're... The sacrifice you're, that you make for yeah. our kid, the house, and what you do. You are, you are keeping this family together. I'm leading it. I'm moving it forward, but you are keeping us together. That's right. You're, you're keeping, the glue, man. You're, you're keeping the emotion relationship part of it together, which we need. So otherwise, if it's all me, it's just like, I'm going forward. I need to do what I need to do and conquer. Dude, if you, gotta, if you think about it, God holds men to a really high standard. It doesn't really hold women to the same standard. Ooh, you are so offensive. I know, but think <laughs> about this, right? When it's like, man, if, if, um, if a man wants to be a deacon or a bishop, He's supposed to be the husband of one wife, sober, vigilant, given to hospitality, apt to teach. It doesn't say anything about the wife doing that. It's the man. We're the ones that are supposed to uphold what manly and godliness is because I'm a direct representation of who God is on earth. I am. Everything that I do. So if I go off and do stupid things, I'm not reflecting God. Who is he on? Me. He's on me. Now, women, he really gives direct commands to as far as like, Man, make sure that your prayer, make sure that your conversation is chaste, make sure that you're doing, you know what I mean, being upright and all these things, that's good. You know, Proverbs 31, I think, is probably, you know, obviously everybody knows. I, I love Proverbs Yeah, 31. dude, especially when it's like, man, she worketh well with her hands, go buys a field. It's like, yeah. girl, be yeah. industrious, man. Get out there, make some money. My wife's like helping someone write a book right now. She's like, you know, we're working out like how to get paid. I'm like, girl, get paid. <laughs> My girl, man. But you know, but she's she's using her time productively. Yeah, and, dude. and she's she's trying to sow into a certain field straight up she and yet take care of the family do this do that right and it, it's not this prescription of i'm gonna look down on you you, you just take care of the family right no it, that's f- fulfillment right and i i think we don't hold men to high enough standards right like it's it's become oh these standards are making men <coughs> depressed and that's another thing this apa thing said was like it's making men depressed because they can't fulfill the standards no, the problem is so. So they're saying let's let's lower the standards. Let's change how we look at men. No, yeah, that's how we should do let's, it. Let's refine it, keep it high, and lead them to fulfill these standards. It's just like the military. Is your military better if you lower the standards so everybody can get in with no. one push up? No. You Which, keep it high, and you go, okay, what do we do to prepare these men in order to fulfill the standards in order to keep a strong military? But you got to wonder, dude. Like, There's always a, a higher question to me at large. Why are we trying to make men effeminate? I've wondered that. What, what's the point? Because violence and aggression are evil. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Japan, 
them dudes that they China, they train their boys, man, how to yeah. fight. They know how to carry guns. They know how to do a lot of that stuff. Like that's scary stuff, man. Yeah. You get an average five year old who can't even pick his own nose right. You know what I mean? They know how to do <laughs> they know how to do iPads and iPods and I whatever's, you know what I mean? Yeah. That they know how to do games, right? But like some of these kids, man, they know Kung Fu. You know what I mean? It's like, it, why can't we appreciate that? And let me ask you this. Do you think the... the and we're no, not, I'm not we're, saying go to communist yeah, China. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying manhood masculinity. I'm not saying communism. So, Dude, I'm not even on that way. And if you got that from that, that's stupid. Wait, and, and let me ask you this. We're not psychologists, right? And, and people could use... Well, you guys aren't psychologists, so you don't know... But it doesn't uh, mean I can't have an opinion? Do, yeah, exactly. And, and here's what I would ask. Do you think depression in men is mostly because the standards are too high. And so we've got to change the standards or because we have greater meaning deep within us and we know we're not achieving it. Mm. So we're lashing out about it. We're lashing out about it. If, a good point. Let me ask you, are, you sit in your basement, you eat Cheetos, you play video games, you, you don't leave the house. You're going to be depressed. That's right. My kid's not a social butterfly. We need to put him on drugs. Yeah. Or we could have introduced him to kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Took him to a park or got him off the monster drinks. And is, you know, I'm just saying, dog, have you seen some of these kids? Like they come out the basement after 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? They come out the basement after 20 years, with their ponytails and the beard. I'm sorry, man. I'm like totally categorized, but it's the truth, <laughs> right? They got the ponytails and the beards and they wear the same sandals and crappy looking t-shirts. Right. And then like they go to the comic cons, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, dude, let's just get real. Right. It's like, you could call me a stereotype person. We all stereotype, dude. Stereotyping's funny, dude. Mexicans are hilarious. <laughs> you, That's a stereotype, man. We're crazy. Do you remember the story of the thirty-year-old who his parents were kicking him out, so he sued them? That's right. Listen to that. Is that what you want to happen? Is that a man? No. Why not? Why isn't he a man? Well, it's because he's not fending for himself. He's not taking charge. He's not taking responsibility. That's he's, right. he's not moving forward. He's sitting there like a boy. He is a boy. But what you want me to do is pat him on the back and say, well, you're a man. I'll just change the standards for you. No, that's right. You are completely irresponsible. You are a waste of space. I'm sorry. I'm getting drill instructor on you because that's what you need. You it's are a even, waste of we, space. And we shouldn't even be sorry about it. And dude, it's true. That we can't be sorry about this. And it doesn't mean that you can't fulfill your potential. That's right. You still have time, right? You're still promised. So like how many men actually get their career going in their fifties? Tons men. There's a lot of men who I know, like once they have 40, that's when things started to happen. Yeah. 50. That's when things started to happen. All that time they sewed into their business. And then one day it just hits. Colonel Sanders didn't succeed until he was like 62. I know. Yeah, exactly. So like, um, look at uh, look at some of these guys that are older now that are in Congress or they're you know run for president or whatever. It takes a while, right? But it's like you still have time to fulfill your potential. Yeah. I just want to put up my kids early enough, exactly, so that when they're fifteen, they could start sewing into their lives. Fourteen, whatever, still be kids, but sew into their lives and their future. So that way, they're not in their mid thirties <clears throat> feeling like they've completely missed out. I right. feel like I missed out on a lot. I feel like I I I was you late you were to sitting, the game. It's because you were sitting in your mom's basement playing video games for eight hours. Not eight hours, but yeah, I definitely played <laughs> video games. 
No. <laughs> Drinking Mountain Dews. Dude. Smoking weed. My buddies and I would used to go through several, like, 12 packs in one night of, like, Mountain <laughs> Dew and root beer. See? Do you have a ponytail? No. Dang. No. Do you wear those stupid sandals? Dude. You know what I wear sandals. Those youth group sandals. You know what the youth the, group sandals. You know what I'm talking about? Not the not those. Not, not the, the Birkenstocks, but the the. You know what I'm talking about, right? The ones they with got the, the strap in the back, and they got the strap oh, in the yeah. front. Yep. Youth group sandals. You know what I mean? <laughs> the same dorky sandals. I actually did have those for a while. Yeah, so. I knew it. Because you were a gamer. See? Yep. <laughs> I I wouldn't even consider what? myself a gamer, but I'm kidding, man. No, no, no. But I, I'm kind of not. Though. I. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like I got late to the game though. Now, <coughs> how much of that is pressure on myself? Uh, probably part of it, right? You know, I, I worked several jobs while I was in high school. I had I paid my own bills. I played sports. I I was figured out what so I, where I wanted dude. to go. You you were you were doing what you thought you should yeah. be doing at the time. Yeah. You don't have regrets. But I could have I could have gotten to the stage that I'm at earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I, I wonder how much of that was like, you know, my dad is a very good man and my dad is a man. He was a provider completely. He taught us the best he could. He led our household. He was a quiet, stoic guy. So I'm not putting this on him at all that, that he didn't. But I was so tempted and attracted by all these things that wanted to keep me a boy. The video games, the TV, the porn, the Internet, all of this stuff wanted to keep me a boy and I gave into a lot of that and I think that's where a lot of men are right now is they don't know how to put that in its proper category video games it's it's okay to play a video game once in a while right it's it's an interactive story I I, I actually had this conversation kidding, with my man. dad like I, I think there's Bro, more I totally, value to him but I just got done playing remember when Carrie was gone yeah. That night, me and the boys played... Uh, what the heck did we play? Oh, dude, Mortal, we got the old Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Ooh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. We got Street Fighter, dog. See? We got the new one on, on uh, Nintendo Switch. Bro. See? Like, that was... I, like, it brought me back to my, like, day. Like, you know, brought yeah. me back to the day. You know what I mean? Like, I remember exactly. when it was Nintendo 64, right? I was, like, I don't know, 15. And I'm like, it's Street Fighter. You know? So, like, we're playing games, and, of course, I whooped them. Right? Of course. Like, you better have. five-year-old boy. Yeah. Dude, you know what I mean? You're not a man if you don't beat your son Sinking at street right, fire. dude. I drove him into the ground. <laughs> like, yeah, but, cry, buddy, cry. Like, and that's that's our childhood, right? Yeah. Coming up, video games. We they're interactive stories. They're just like a book that you loved when you were a kid. You look back at it and you, you have fond memories. The problem is when you're like, I don't have to go to work today. I just play video games. Yeah, dude. No. Or I don't need a job. Somebody else is paying for me. Dude, you know what's so crazy you know? is like, to, I, I've been feeling crappy the last couple of days. That's why you hear my throat all messed up. <clears throat> I felt kind of weak. And my buddy's like, man, you shouldn't do the podcast today. You should go home. And I'm like, I'm sorry. No, man. Like, yeah. I got to work. I got to do what I do, man. We got to be consistent. It's like nothing stops us from working. And you're the same way. Yeah. Nothing stops us, man. I was in a ministry for 13 years. This is the one that I was talking about before, the, the cult. <laughs> I was in a ministry for 13 years, and, and dude, not one day did we take off, even if I was sick. Not once. Yep. We worked six days a week. Not once. We just worked. You just didn't do... You're a man. Yeah. Suck it up. You I know had, what I mean? Sick. I admire <laughs> What's those, wrong with you, man? I admire those sick. guys who, like, you know, they 
cut their arm off on a Friday and they're back to work on Monday. Like, Bro, you, you know, know that in the oil fields, remember? <laughs> oh, there was yeah. some cats that would like pressure wash through their foot. They're back to work the next day because it's like, I'm serious. You, you got to eat. I'm serious. You know what they would say? The reason why, and dude, they're limping. Like they got a yeah. boot around it. They're like, yeah, I shot a hole through my foot with a pressure washer. I'm like, the flip you doing work? And he's like, does someone also take my spot? Yeah. You keep working. And yeah, does it go too far sometimes? Of course. Probably. Of course. We're not saying that, but they're men. It's like, I'm going to work. Yeah. You you can't call that guy a boy. <laughs> That's no, dude. Because that pressure washer was making what? Yeah. 50, 60 a year? Just pressure washing? <laughs> dude. Oil rigs? Good 50 money. to 60 grand, man. Good money. And, and my dude was making cash over here. I was. I haven't made cash like that since. <laughs> it's like, great, Lord. I make the most money at the stupidest time of my life. That's Thanks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was like doing that meme. He's <laughs> all like making it rain. Yeah, giving it off to churches man, and nonprofits and mouth, stuff. Man. Golly, man. Why you got to judge me like that, poor dog? <laughs> he used to donate to a group of us. He so, wrote me some hefty checks, this guy. He don't do that no more. Hmm. Yeah, because like all I can give is my voice. Because I'm on the payroll now. <laughs> That's right. The, the, I'm, I'm under the, the man. The, the the completely voluntary payroll. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll pay you in smiles and coffee. We're working on it. So if you guys want to donate, it would help yeah. pay his salary. That leads into our next part, which is the fundraising <laughs> portion right. of right. the event. No, we really are. Like we're yeah. we're actually starting a mission right now. Um, this year we're going to attempt to raise fifty thousand dollars, um, to take care of some stuff. We want to help with with this podcast stuff. It just takes yeah. a lot. Mike would, well, I'd love to compensate Mike to do it. I don't even get compensated from the podcast, but he puts a lot of work into it. And I'm, I do my other work and stuff like that. And I have self-evident ministry that compensates for me, but the podcast just takes so much. So um, if you guys want to support, man, you guys are getting something out of this and I'm kind of taking your spotlight here. No, you're fine. Um, if you guys want to support this, go on to theselfevidenttruth.com. There's a tab at the top on the right and it's a donate button. And if you guys want to contribute to that, we're actually going to put a thing up there. My goal is to raise fifty thousand. Now I was in a group that I raised forty thousand in a month. That and that was hard to do, like very hard to do. So I know fifty thousand for the year is not difficult, but I think it's doable. And uh, you know, we really appreciate your support. Not because, man, every minister like I ain't gonna blow smoke up your butt and say, you know, if you give, brother, we're gonna send you a little white towel to heal you. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Look, if you want to support the ministry, support it. Because we are spreading truth. We do love people. Mm-hmm. We, we love going to colleges and speaking this message. We're, we're going into the Greater Homeschool Conventions. We've got to do right. a commercial for me this week. Uh, the Greater Homeschool Conventions, I'll be speaking there. and be one of the teen track speakers, and that's huge for us. You know what I mean? They're, they're wanting us to come out and deliver this message, uh, several different messages on how to let these kids be men and yeah. women and how to be articulate and, and apologetic in, in how they deliver, yeah. right? So, I mean, this is something you want to sow your seed into, man, because it's a good field. It's a really good field. We're growing. Um, even though I feel like I'm stagnant half the time, you know, I complain about it a lot. It's like, why aren't we growing faster? But that's just, that's me, man. I'm a, I'm a farmer. I sow a seed and I'm like, come on, (laughs) you know, I need the return (laughs) and I'm impatient. Standing over the plant, screaming at it. Just grow! Right. When it's like, get out of the way, let the sun and the rain shine on it. You know what I mean? And the thing is... That'll preach, huh? The the thing is, guys, so... That'll preach, actually. One of the reasons we talk about money and one of the reasons that we want to fundraise is, you know, I would love to be able to step back a little bit from my job and be able to do this more full time. Um, and we, we get limited purely by time. And 
if we can raise these finances, we can start coming out with more product, more more content. content yeah. I should say, but it is for self evident too. The con- we need yeah, product, yeah, we need more product, and and be able to travel more and and yep. dedicate more time to the homeschool conventions. And look, if if you a lot of times, and we've talked about this before, a lot of times people go, well, I just don't know what to do. Well, if you can't go out, then give money to the people who are going out. Yeah, who are foolish enough who, to like stop yeah, everything who, they're doing who, to go do it. Who are stupid enough to stand, stay up till two o'clock in the morning <coughs> editing stuff to put right. it out, right? Like, let's do this together, guys. And and I don't want to get into like the, the nonprofit fun drive of now if you call, we'll give you a candidate's no, bag. But just like, we got to ask for it, you know? And, and we're looking to partner with you guys move this to the next step. That's and we exactly got right. so many ideas and dreams. And if this touches you and this this feeds you, A, share it with other people. B, let us know it's touching and supporting you. And C, like if you got a dollar, help us out to move forward on it. It's it's just the truth. I'm just putting it as the truth. Money Dude, makes it run. If five hundred people gave a hundred dollars, there's our goal. Yeah. Five hundred. There's 500 listeners out there of our message. Yeah, absolutely. and have 100 bucks for the year. That's that's a, that's the goal. You know what I mean? 10 bucks a month. 10 bucks a month. 500 people. 10 bucks a month. That's great. That's that is literally the goal, right? Yeah. And I don't even get fully compensated from self-evident, but we need to pull him in because like there's excellence that we need to do in this, you yeah. know. And there's more excellence that's coming. Also, too, we're working on some new. DVDs and, and uh, some different different things that we're doing on the side that I didn't think I was gonna have time to do, but it's like I kind of have to make time to to like do. We want to do an expose on the Bill of Rights, and I think people misunderstand the Bill of Rights. I think it's governments yeah. that gives us rights, and it's not. It's God, and so all these things. I really want to start doing these things and do it professionally, and do it right. Uh, we got some dudes that are helping us right now. We'd love to pay them yeah, exactly. right for all what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least with a gift card. Yeah, he's over here like, I'm good, man. Yeah. I just give him my time. Yeah. Shoot. And, and, until the money's in his hand. He's that's like, right. He's like, man, that's thank you, right. Jesus. Yeah. God is good. <laughs> right? That's all about Needs that a new watch. Right? But guys, anyways, if you guys can, again, theselfevidenttruth.com, we love you. We hope you got something out of this. I know the last few podcasts have been hitting. We love that. We love yeah. the issues that we're bringing up. If you guys want to hear more about different issues that we, you want us to cover, let us know in the comments. We would totally love to cover them. Um, God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.